religion altogether. And so the father here, the certain man here, describes the father of mankind, the father of, of all, of all creation. That is the certain man here. And of course the two sons here represent the two types of people that you have in society. The younger son represents probably more the rebellious. There were also Gentiles amongst them, no doubt, amongst all these various sinners. And so the younger son represents those who leave off religion, who want to, as it were, live in the world, who depart from religion. And the older son here really represents those who are religious, but perhaps they could be religious but still not be converted, um, as we see with the older son here. And so we, we have two different dynamics here, don't we? And so a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Well, the younger here, we, we see, which takes up the most of this parable. The younger one started off well. He started under the good government of his father. His father was a loving and caring father. And uh, the younger here, uh, it would seem, became very distrustful of his father's good government. He, he really, he developed a, a very independent spirit. And uh, we see this. And the younger said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And so he's become, uh, he's become very distrustful of his father's good government, very sceptical of his father's good government. And we see this in the attitude, give me the goods that falleth to me, give them to me. We must understand that these things which the father was to give to them were gifts. Give me. And so he thought, well, this, this is my due, give me my due. Give me my inheritance, what falls to me. Give me my lot, as it were. And we can get a sense, really, of the type of attitude that he gave it with him. He was becoming mistrustful of his father's keeping of such things. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And of course, as I said before, the father here represents the father of mankind. And this could be a picture of us, perhaps. When we, 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 when we start off in life, we can have a sense of the Lord, especially if we're brought up in these things. But with many people, to them today have left off religion. And they can say that in the same sense, well, give me, give me my life and my soul and my, my, my faculties, that everything that you give me, give me these things. And, and, uh, and I want to do as I wish with my life. I don't want to be told what to do with my life. And so we see here in a sense, uh, this, is, uh, this is the beginnings of a rebellious spirit, an independent Spirit, a distrustful spirit. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And we, we see here in verse uh, 12, and he divided unto them his living. He divided unto him, unto him. The father here is a kind and loving father. He wants the best, of course, for his younger son. He doesn't want him to, to, to do without. And so he gives him, he gives to him uh, what would be for his ease and his comfort. Uh, we see here really the younger, he really wants, 
He's focusing on here on the, the carnal, isn't he? On the temporary. Give me these things. Give me these carnal things, these temporary things, as it were. Give me them so that I can, I can do what I want with my life, as many do today. I, I want to, as it were, go and do these things with my life. Perhaps his friend said, well, you know, if the grass is greener on the other side, you know, you know your father is not as good as it always says he is. And those things he says, well, it's, if you go to this, if you look at these people, they're having all these, this fun, they're, little, they're doing all these things with their life. They're not in this narrow type of thing that you're doing. You should go off and look what everyone else is doing with their lives. Stop being so narrow-minded, as it were. There's a whole world of adventure out there. And so, no doubt, uh, he could have been convinced by his own sinful heart, of course, and many other such things, and the pull of the world, uh, to give his heart to temporary things, to worldly things. And of course, this is a picture, isn't it? This is a picture of us, by nature, what we are all really like. We're sinners, by nature. Uh, we have all manner of, we want to give our hearts to all manner of things, to eat and drink and be merry and watch telly. And we see here the beginnings of when sin really takes grip of a, of a man or a woman or a child's heart. When it really takes grip, what happens? Well, it shows us what happens in verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Well, that's the, that's the beginnings of sin, isn't it? When sin is conceived, it bringeth forth death. Sin is like a crack in a damn wall, isn't it? It starts off very small in our hearts and in our minds. And if it's, if it's not dealt with in the heart and the mind, it's like a flood, isn't it? You need to deal with it in the heart and the mind. And you see, he is giving his heart to carnal things, temporary things. The crack had begun. And you see, not many days after, uh, this sinful desire to distance himself from his father, to get away from the good counsel and uh, government of his father, he wanted to get out of sight, out of mind, as soon as possible, as it were. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to be around this council. I don't want to hear of such warnings anymore. I want to be out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to listen to it. Anything that reminds me remotely of eternity and of accountability and the matters of my soul and the matters of Christ. I don't want to hear it anymore. I must get as far away. And this, of course, tells us of man's natural condition by nature. And, and not many days after, verse 13, the younger son gathered all together. He gathered all his senses, his faculties, as it were, all the good gifts that God had given him, his heavenly Father had given him. You know, our hearts, our minds, our very strength belongs to God, doesn't it? It doesn't belong to us. These are gifts from God. And so he, he as it were, uses what God has given him, my eyes, my heart, my mind, my hands, my feet, I'm going to declare war on God. Here, I'm shutting myself off to the Father this day, as it were. And I'm going to use these things, and I'm going to run, as it were, like Cain did, as it were. Away from God, and like backsliding Jonah did, as it were. I don't want to hear it anymore. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. Well, he convinced himself in his mind, didn't he? 
in his heart and his mind, as it were. He used everything that God had given him, and as it were, he declared war on God. I want to get away. I'm using my heart. I don't want to listen to my conscience. I don't want to listen to those pricks of conscience, as it were. I'm shutting my ears like the Jews did. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I'm, I'm going to get away, as it were, from these things. And uh, we see this, don't we, dear friends, in this passion, passage. And not many days after the younger son gathered together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. living. We see here this, the, the, the speed of sin, don't we? When sin goes unrepented in the heart and the mind, the speed, as it were, it picks up like a snowball going down a hill and just picks up momentum. It gathers more. And when it really... We, we give our hearts and our minds to the God of this world and the things of this world. Well, we see, dear friends, it's a lot harder to stop then, isn't it? It speeds up, as it were. The carnal appetite speeds up. And I speak very much of myself. You know, I was brought up as a Christian. And my mum faithfully took me to church. Um, and yet, I rebelled from the Lord God in my teen years, really. And, but my sin, you see, those sinful desires... What my peers were telling me to do, the draw of the world, all these things, they, they started, the contraction started to build up as it were. I just gave myself to them. And the lines I thought I'd never cross, I crossed, and more so, as it were. The things I, I got into, it would be a shame for me to speak to them, to, 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 to you today. But that line just kept, kept on getting more and more and more. I kept on getting more and more distant from God. Every week, every month, more, 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 as it were. And this was my condition, as it were. And so we see here the speed of sin, where we give ourselves to a carnal appetite, to our impulses, as if we're just creatures, and if we're not made in the image of God, if these things are not gifts of God. I'm just an animal. I'm not trusting in my, in my Father. I'm not trusting in His, his words, His counsel. His divine, precious words. I'm going to give myself to the nation, what the nations of the world give, to the carnal things of the world. Oh, dear friends, I can put my hand up and say, this is me for many years. I'm sure there are many here that can say, can say the same. And not many days after, the young son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Into a far country. This world, dear friends, is a far country. Isn't it? It's a world of sin and darkness, uh, dear friends. It's a, it's a far country, and we try to, we try to, as it were, escape God's judgments and His His words. We try to distance ourselves, and this is what this prodigal son did. He tried to get away as far as possible. I, I don't want to be under any influence at all. And how we see that on the high street, we we tell, we tell the Savior's love and His goodness to sinners. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that he lives. I don't want to hear of, his, of God's word of counsel. People shout, and I mean, why? They're on the run from God, aren't they? They don't want to hear it. Out of mind, out of sight. I don't want to hear it. I must get away from these things. I must go to the far country. I must, as it were, use what God has given me. And I must entertain my ears with all sorts of music. I must always be looking at a screen, watching things, watching entertainment. I must entertain these things. Else my conscience will start to convict me of my life before God. 
and the deep purpose of my life and the things of eternity. Well, these things are very telling, aren't they? Of us, aren't they, dear friends? This far country. And it said, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Verse 13. He wasted it, as it were. Remember that these things were given of his father. They did not really belong to him. They were given with great accountability and responsibility. He came, he was given everything he needed to live a blessed life. And what did he do? He wasted these precious gifts. What do we do with the souls and the lives that God gives us? These belong to God. They don't belong to ourselves. You see, the cult, our culture will say to us, you're, you're your own. Live for yourself. Do what you want in life. Live for number one in life. But we're not our own, are we? Our bodies are the temple of God but encased in the most precious pearl of our soul. Dear friends, the soul is the most important thing that we have. Are we wasting our soul? Are we giving our hearts and our souls to the things of this world and not the things of heaven and the things of Christ? Well, this is what we see here of this young man. Do we not? He wasted his substance with right to live. His life, his substance, what God had given him. And he wasted it with riotous living. He spent his, his life, his energy on harlots, on the creature instead of the creator who is blessed forever. He spent his, his heart, his life, his mind upon these things. And dear friends, isn't this true of many today? It was true of me for many years. It says in verse 14, And when he had spent all, this is the, this prodigal son, this younger son, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And when he spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. You know, sin, sin promises us much, doesn't it? It's a bad employer, isn't it, sin? It promises us the world, doesn't it? It's like the devil did to the, to the Lord Jesus. He never he took him up to that high peak, as it were, showed him all the glory of the world, all the sparkling the mansions, the horses, and all these things, the pleasures, showed them all these sparkling lights. And of course, if that were us, we'd be, wow, look at all these things. You mean these things are for me? Yes, I'll give them all to you if you'll bow to me, you'll serve me. Distance yourself from God, get away from God. I'll give you all these things, as it were. But what did Christ see? Christ saw underneath all that glitter, as it were, he saw the sin and the sadness and the emptiness under all that, didn't he? You see, that he, he, he saw that what we don't see is where that will lead us, that the hollowness, the emptiness, the famine that, that in the soul that will lead to. He saw that, didn't he? And when he had spent all, well, that's the character of the rebel sinner from God. Spending all, I, I must, as it were, use these things. Time's running out, I'm going to die, so I better use these things as quickly as possible, as it were. I must, while I'm young and fit and healthy, I must have as much pleasure and entertainment and see as many things and experience as many things as possible. I'm not going to start thinking about eternal life, no way. I'm going to, I'm going to start, I want to live for the here and now, as it were. Well, that's, that's basically what, what he was thinking. He left off the counsel of his father, did he not? And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. It's not greener on the other side, is it? We were like sheep that go astray. We think, wow, look at that, look at that green field over there. 
<laughs> Look at that green field. I want to get through. We, we live in the country. We, we, we see the sheep, don't we? We see the hedges covered with wool. Why? It's a testimony to what we are like by nature. Next time you see the hedges and the, the bob wine, you see the wool. It's a testimony. Think upon it. That's us. That's what we're like. God's revealing something to us. That is me. That's what, what I am by nature. I want to I wanna run from God. Even if that's going to cause me harm. Even if that's going to cause me eternal damnation. I'm, I am like that by nature. That is me. I'm running from the good shepherd of my soul. The one that loves me. Why? Why do I want to do this? And so what does this bring about, dear friends? And when he had spent all. That's, that's the bottom line, isn't it, of the sinner? That's the bottom line. I've got to do it all right now. That's what it leads to a dead end, doesn't it? Always. There's, there's never, it never works out well. It never works out how the world tells us it. The Hollywood ideals, they show this lovely picture of a picket fence and all these things. Oh, it's going to turn out great for you. It's going to, you're going to be, it's going to, you know, all these things, it's going to turn out great. But they don't tell you, do you, do they? All the things of the Lord, the counsel of the Lord of your sin. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. The famine really was, was in his heart, was it not? And in his soul. That's where the famine was, dear friends. It was in his heart, in his soul. He had spent all, all that God had given him. All that his father had given him, he spent it all. There was nothing left, as it were. A defiled conscience. A weakened spirit. That was all that was left. He had spent all, didn't he? And there's this famine. What happens in a famine? There's dryness, there's emptiness, isn't there? There's nothing to refresh the, the body, as it were. Well, this is true of this, this younger son. There was a famine in his heart, in his soul. There was an emptiness there. There was a void there. It wasn't there. And he began to be in want. He began to be in want. He started to begin to think then. Think, what, what, am, I, what am I doing? What have I given my heart to here? And it says in verse 15, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Well, who is the citizen? Who is the citizen of this country, dear friends? Well, the citizen of this country is, it represents the devil, isn't it? That's what happens when we leave off our, our maker. When we leave off our, our Heavenly Father, He joined Himself to the devil's side. As I'm using what God has given me, and I'm going to join to the citizen of this country, the God of this world. That's who I'm joining. Into this far land, the God of this world. I, I'm going to use my eyes, my heart, my strength for the God of this world. The citizen of this country. And He went and joined Himself to a citizen of that. And then notice the accuracy of Scripture here. Of that country, of that country, it was alien to his father's country, of that country, and sent him into his fields to feed swine. What is he feeding now? Is he feeding the sheep of his father, as it were? Those that can, can uh, those great resourceful animals that can be, be can clothe us, as it were, and can clothe our houses and clothe our bodies. 
Was he, was he, uh, was he going into those fields to do that? No, he wasn't, was he? What was he doing? He was sent by the citizens of this country to feed filthy pigs. Filthy pigs. That's what he, he, was, he was doing. He joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him unto his fields to feed, to feed swine, pigs. Those that are filthy, as it were. No longer feeding the sheep, as it were, of his fathers. And this don't do we not. You see the downhill spiral of sin in someone's life. It just gets worse and worse and worse when we give, when we give what God has given to these things. We end up, we end up, our lusts ends up doing base things. Feeding pigs, as it were. We, we end up doing things which we never thought we would. It's just a spiral going down. And that's why you see people 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. They're trying to be 18 again. And, and the, the devil has promised them all these things. They've spent their, their, their life, as it were, on riotous living. They've given their heart to the things of this world. And the promises which the devil has made to them has whispered to their hearts. Well, what has it led to? It's led to this famine. Hasn't it? The, the God of this world has promised them these things. And so when, they, when all these things start drying up in their life, well, if you're beautiful, you'll get this person. If you give your heart to beauty, if you give your heart to sports and fitness, if you become famous, all these things. But as you get older and older and older, we see society, oh, I still want to be like that. I still want to be like that celebrity or that football player or this or that or that social media star. And what happens? They can never, they can never get it, can they? And when they do get it, they're not happy. They've got to have this and that, as it were. And so this tells us of our hearts, doesn't it, by nature, dear friends? The downhill spiral into sin, doesn't it? The base things that happen. And he did eat. It says here in verse 16, And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. He got to such a desperate condition, didn't he? Such a desperate condition that no man gave unto him. All the promises of the world, of sin, of the God of this world, what did they lead to? It left him being completely desperate, did it not? And, and he was filling his, his, his mouth, his belly with pig's food. This was not man's food. This was not meant for man. This was meant for pigs. And he was filling his, his belly with pig's food. Of course, if he's eating pig's food, he's going to get sick, isn't he? And weak. This is not man's food, this is pig's food. Because no man gave unto him, as it were. And so he was getting sick and weak. And we see here this desperate condition of rebel sinners from God, don't we, dear friends? And verse 16, he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. He became a beggar, didn't he? He became a beggar. Filling his filling, as it were, with pig's food. And no, no man helped him. No man, this desperate condition, at his wit's end, as it were. Verse 17 says, And when, this is this prodigal younger son, and when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, 
and, per and I perish with hunger, and I perish with hun hunger. Well, here we see the beginnings, don't we, of the true grace of God working in his heart, true repentance. Here the beginnings, the, the, the early beginnings here are the quickening of God, understanding his own heart, as it were, understanding how far he had come from God, how far he had gone from the word of God, as it were. And that's why people don't want to draw nigh to Christ, to true Bible-believing churches, to the word of God, to the means of grace. That, that's the reason why. And when he had came to himself, he said, how many hired servants? Remember, these were hired servants. These were not sons, they were hired servants. These were people who probably themselves did the same as he did. But now, they're in the good government of their father. Now, now they have all the blessings of their father's counsel. He's saying, look at them. Such rebel, such rebels as perhaps as one as I. But now, look at look at look at look at look at them. These hired servants, they've got they've got this bread. They're filled to, filled with proper food, with with God's food, as it were. And I'm here perishing with this pig's food. I'm living this life. I've given my heart to the God of this world, to myself. I've been distrustful, as it were. I've been so foolish, as it were. So we see here the beginnings, don't we? The beginnings of a true work of grace in the heart. The beginnings of true repentance here. And how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Well, that's the condition of the sinner, perishing in trespasses and sins. Just carry on, as it were. In that downhill spiral, it says in verse 18, I'll, I'll, I will arise and go to my Father, and will say unto him, Father, notice in your Bibles, that should be in capital letters now, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I will arise and go to my Father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Notice a number of things here which, which the grace of God does in a, a rebel sinner's heart. It humbles us, doesn't it, to the dust. When we realise how unworthy we are, when we, uh, when we realise that no religious person, no man can be there to save us, no Pharisee, no, no priest, as it were, no pastor, no elder, nothing can save us. When we realise, really, that no man, as it were, can intercede for us. This, this is a truth of Scripture. It's humbling when the, when, the, when the grace of God comes. When true repentance, a true penitent heart, a broken spirit. Now, he came with fear, but he also came with great hope in his heart, didn't he? I will arise and go to my Father and will say unto him, Father, I've, sin I've sinned against heaven. That's that, that, the detail of Scripture is very important here. I've sinned against heaven. What does that mean? It means that he's sinned against the knowledge of eternity in his heart and in his soul. That's what it means. It means that deep down, deep down, he knew that he was holding the truth in unrighteousness. He knew that. He knew what he was doing was wrong and that he was made for eternity. Everyone knows that. We don't have to teach people that. 
Now, we don't have to come all this clever apologetics, as many people do. People know that. People know that they're in rebellion from God. Apologetics are important, but it says, the scripture says, that people know that they're in rebellion. They hide it. They are willingly ignorant. They, they willingly rebel against God because of the love of sin and the love of the world and the love of pleasures. That's us, by nature, as it were. And so we see here the honesty, the truth and the grace of God working in his heart. I've sinned. I've sinned against heaven. The knowledge of eternity. I know that I've got a soul. I've got a conscience. Where does that come from? I know that God has made me for himself. I have sinned against heaven, and before thee, before thee, you, you see me, you see me in my desperate condition, you see me in my sin, as it were. I am ever before thee, you see me in your sight, your God, as it were. And so we see here, dear friends, don't do we not, we see the fathers, he sees this, the prodigal son starts to see that his father in a new light now, doesn't he? The, the antagonism towards the, his father, the bitterness, the resentment towards his father, he starts to see his father in a new light. Well, those warnings he was given me, he, he, he was given me, actually, he had in mind my good. He had in mind my love. He loved me. Every child he, he chastens, because he loves them. He doesn't want them to stray. He does put hedges in their way. He does put the commands there to show us our sin and our need of him. He starts to see the Father in a different hue, a different light. You see, this is what happens when the grace of God comes to us, when we realize, by God's grace and mercy, what we are. We're like this political son, aren't we? We're like the sheep that went lost, was lost. We're like the coin that's lost. This is us, by nature. Isn't it, friends? And before thee, verse 19 says, And am not more worthy to be called thy son. This, this is such a beautiful verse here. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. This is such a beautiful verse, isn't it? I am no more worthy to be called. I don't deserve to be come back into the family, as it were. Into the family, the household of the family of faith. I don't deserve it. As well, I've rebelled. And this, of course, I'm going to apply to backsliders, of course, in Christ. Uh, those who have backslidden for a time. Same applies to them. I'm not worthy. And this really should, is, is, again, speaks of the grace of God. We do, we do not deserve God's grace. We do not deserve to know Christ as our Saviour. We do not deserve salvation. It's not an automatic right. You know, most of Christianity around here will teach you it's an automatic right. It's not. We don't deserve it. Because we have all, like sheep, gone astray from our shepherd. We are all rebel sinners from God. We don't deserve anything from God, any good gift. We've defiled ourselves in our sins and our trespasses. This is so opposite to the Christianity we see around us, isn't it? Uh, if you go get to God, He'll give you these things. He'll do all these things for you. Now we come humbly, knowing what we are, don't we? He says in verse 9, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. I, I, don't want, I, I just want to be as, as your, one of your servants. You know, one of the people that perhaps were lost and now they've been brought into the fold, just, just make me one of them. 
I, I know I'll have your Father's love. I, I know that I can still serve you and be under your good counsel and your love. Just, just make me as a servant. I don't have to be a son anymore. Because I know I'll be filled with your words and your food and your good counsel. Which just a servant will do. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. Well, such humility we see. He sees the Father in a new light now, doesn't he? It says in verse 20, And he arose and came to his father. Remember, he's been eating pig's food here for many a day. He's weak, he's spent it all. He's burnt the string at, at both ends, as, as it were. And he's in a desperate condition. He's weak, he can't come to the father, as it were. He's weak. He's been eating pig's food, not man's food. And he's spent it all. He's, he's in a desperate condition. There's been a famine in that area, hasn't there? There's been a famine in the soul. And so he's desperate. So he attempts, he seeks his father. He attempts to do it. And it's a good thing for us. We're all called to do this, aren't we? And he arose and came to his father. But look at this. This is the, the teaching of irresistible grace. And that only God can save a poor lost sinner. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. See that there? He could not save himself. Could he? He was sick. He was dying. He was a sheep that went over many hedges, many thorns, as it were. Many thieves had had a go at him. He was half dead, as it were. He was sick. Full of pig's food as it were. No man cared for his soul. And then, and then, the Father in mercy saw him, saw the sheep that went astray, the one out of a hundred that went astray, heard the cry, saw the tears of his heart, as it were, saw the heart, the tears. I saw thy heart, I saw what was in thine heart, as it were. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Well, we see this such a wonderful thing, how God draws, doesn't he? With those wonderful cords of love. He has compassion upon the unlovely, upon sinners, as it were. That's why they drew nigh to Christ, these sinners. There's something very special about the Lord, wasn't he? He didn't come saying, just, just the holy come to me. I just want a holy, a holy huddle, as it were. No, no, no. All sorts of sinners. Come to me. Come. Come in this manner, as it were. And we see here, he was a, yet a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and embraced him, as it were. It says in verse 21, And the son said unto his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. The repeat, it's a repeat here. I sinned against heaven. Against the knowledge of God. And against everything within my soul that tells me of my Father in heaven and of the Saviour. I've sinned against him. I've known these things all along. And I've rebelled against him because I've loved my sin. I've acted like an animal in, in thy sight as, it were, as a beast before thee. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. And so we see here the father, as it were, collects the weak son, the sheep that went astray. He collects him. It's God that does the work, doesn't it? 
in the heart. It's God that has sent His Son into the world to be a sacrifice for us. He, he is the one strong enough to save us, to put us on His shoulders, to take us to the end, to, 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 to heal us. It's Him alone that's able to do that. Verse 22, But the Father said to His servants, Bring forth the best robe. Look at that. Look at that. Like, like, he says, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of any good thing from you. But what does the Father say? But the Father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Oh, these words are wonderful. Bring the best robe. Get the, get the, get the rags off him now. Get those rags off, off him. I've got the best robe of Christ's righteousness now. Come here. The, the, the fatted lamb has been sacrificed. An atonement has been made. The, 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 the robe of Christ's righteousness now are going to be completely covered on you. Gone is those rags. All is forgotten. And also here is a great admonition as well for parents. How we treat pet children that come back. Or who are angry, who are about from us. It's a good admonition for how we are to treat those who treat us as well. We should, we should never prod and go back into the sin as a woman. It's a good admonition for parents, isn't it? And for those who have, are in, in, in authority as a woman. And so we see here the great grace of God, don't we? But the Father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. We see here, this, the servants here are the Lord's ministers, the Lord's people. Assure God's people, if they truly turn from sin, from running away from God, and they trust in Christ, and they seek the Father, and God saves them, assure them of, of their salvation. Assure them that Christ's atonement, His perfect sacrifice, is assured. Bring, but the Father said to His servants, this is what God's ministers are called to do, that when you are converted and truly saved, you are saved forever, as it were. You are truly saved. The best robe, as it were, is put around you. No one can take you away from God's covenant. You're back in the family. You've got the ring, as it were. You're enriched again. You're back in the family. You're, you have union now, again, with God, with Christ, as it were. And so we see this beautiful picture, don't we? But the Father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. The shoes, as it were. He's been on the broad way for some time now. He's not only weak and feeble and ragged, as it were, but he's unable to walk. That broad road's a hard road, isn't it? It's a crippling road, like the leprosy. It's crippling, isn't it? And uh, I've got some new shoes for you. Brass shoes, as it were. I've got these precious shoes to put you back on the straight and narrow. Com these comfortable shoes. These shoes that will make it easier for you to walk on that narrow way. And bring him in the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. Well, of course, the fatted calf, here is a picture of an atonement, isn't it? An atonement for sin. Christ's atonement for sin. And kill it and let us be merry. For this my son was dead. When he was away from God, living in trespasses and sins, he was dead. You've got many around us that are living, but they're dead, aren't they? Because they're living away from God. I want, I want God out of sight, out of mind. I want to go into this far country, live in the world. And 
I don't want to think upon heaven and eternity. Dead. For this my son was dead and is alive again. And he was lost and was found. He was spiritually dead, but now he's spiritually alive. He was spiritually lost, and now he's spiritually found in Christ. He's got the, the best robe upon him. He's justified with Christ's righteousness, his perfect righteousness. His atonement, his forgiveness is fully pardoned. And they began to be merry. They began to be merry. Now we see here, that was the younger son, don't we? We now see here the older son, which of course is a picture of those who are not necessarily evil for religion in their life, as it were. They are still religious, they perhaps can still go to church, like the Pharisees, like the, like the scribes, but they, their heart might still not be right with God. A, they need, they're, they're, they're in need of an attitude change here. And we see this, don't we, in this verse. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. This was a great celebration over one soul saved. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. <clears throat> and he said unto him, Remember, he's one of the servants again, and one of God's messengers. And he said unto him, My brother has come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. What was this older brother's response at those words? Who is the real prodigal son in this passage here? That's what I want to know. Um, what was Surely we must rejoice in what the Father rejoices in. Surely we are to be glad in what God is to be glad in. But what do we see here? Verse 28, And he was angry. And would not go in. He, he refused to, to, for this great banquet feast. He refused this great gospel feast, didn't he? He was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out to entreat him. Well, this is what Christ was doing to the scribes and the Pharisees. He was entreating them, wasn't he? He was, you who have had so many privileges, you have had so many blessings, I'm here for you as well. I've been here for you. I've been for you all throughout church history. I've been here for you. I've sent my prophets. Uh, uh, I've sent the prophets for you. And the Lord. I've given you the. I've given you the. You. I can't say the words. I've given you the the pinnacle of 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 everything. Of what everything. I've given you all these things. And you've become hard-hearted. As we yes, you still go to church. Yes, you still say you're a Christian. But your heart's not in it. Your heart's not in it. It's just become a formality, as it were. And when a true born, someone has truly come, although they've been in the world and been in sin, and they've come into a church, and again, another bit of admonition, when new people come into the church of Jesus Christ, let's not look upon their outward, as it were. But let's, let's, let's understand their hearts and see if there's a true work of grace that's done in their hearts. And see if there's a changing work of grace in hearts, and they're truly converted. So often we can become in a little holy hub, uh, um, hub, can't we? And you know, certain families can kind of get together and kind of push it off anyone that seems to be different from them. We're seeing this here, aren't we? The Pharisees and the, and the scribes murmuring, "Well, get these these publicans, these sinners, get them away from us, as within a worthy." to be saved. Look at them. Look at the lives they've lived. 
They're unclean. They're unredeemable. They're not worthy. Well, this is not my Christ. This is not, this is not the Father's heart. The, the Lord Jesus said about us, let this mind be in you. That was in Christ. The same mind for lost souls. You know, when you see people that don't care for the lost, they have no care for the lost Christians. It's just me and my own, that's it. You've got a question. Are you really the Lord's? They don't care for God's lost sheep. It's just about you and your own, your own life, your own life. Well, how indifferent to the Father. Let this mind be in you, that it was in Christ as well. And, and so we see this, don't we, friends? We, we see this attitude here. I've been, I've been here all these years. I've done all these things. He wasn't doing them for the right reasons, was he? It would seem this particular older son, he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, he came and Look at the compassion here. I mean, the father here is so full of love and pity and mercy, isn't he? There's just no end to God's grace and mercy and love here. He just, he just keeps on flowing, isn't it? To sinners and self-righteous alike, as it were. It's, it's, it's this grace, dear friends, it's not of this world, is it? It's amazing, amazing grace we see here. He entreats, he entreats the old son, as it were. He reasons with him. He reasons with him. All these, the same things that he's got. These things don't, don't, what's happened to the son? I'm not taking away anything from you. It's, it's my gift. I can still give you all the same things, all the blessings. The fatter calf, all the things that he's had, I can give to you the fatter calf as well. It's all yours as well, in essence. But what does he say? Verse 29. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time for thy command, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. You see that? You see the attitude there, friends? He was doing it for the wrong reasons. Obedience for the wrong reasons is not a good thing. It's not a good thing if we just want things from God. I'm just doing these things. My, my heart is not right. I can be going to church. I can, I can live in the Christian life. But I, I, could, I cannot be a Christian in my heart. I cannot truly love God for who He is. We see this so evidently in Debbie friends. It is so clear to the, to the spiritual, to, to, to those whose heart the Lord's working in. And He answered and said to His Father, Lo, these many years I do serve Thee, neither transgress I Thy command. Well, really? You, you never... You never transgress the command of the Lord, not only, not only in your heart. You see, he didn't understand his heart, did he, properly? Perhaps his, his religion was a formality. And yet thou never gavest me a kid. That's what he has more interested in, as it were. Thou never gavest me that I may make merry with my friends. I want to make merry with my friends. You see, he's, he's almost starting to think carnally now, as, as it were. And but but look at the look but look at the response. But as soon as this thy son was come, look how he's speaking about the one that has just been converted. His, and, and no less than his brother, his brother that was in the world. But but as soon as this 
in almost like a derogatory term, but as, as this, thy son, this, as it were, this rebel sinner. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, true, he did do that. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. Why? Because his heart was right with God. Because he came as a sinner to Jesus. One unworthy, like we hear at the beginning of this passage. He was lost. He didn't come as one who thought he was found. And that's a great danger as well of people who are brought up in a Christian home. They can think by their parents and by their family that they're found. But you must understand that you're lost first. It's very important to understand that. We're lost, as it were, trespasses and sins. Sinners Jesus will receive, not those who think that they're worthy for God and for Christ. Sinners God will receive. Uh, but as soon as this, thy son, was come. What a, what a different mind and attitude to the Father we see here. Completely different. He's not one with the Father, is he here? If we're honest, he's not, he's not thinking like the Father's thinking. Which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed him with that calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. I'm willing to give it all up. I'm willing to give it all up, just as I have for the prodigal, for you as well. I'll give it all up. Did you see here the grace of God, dear friends? It's just boundless. We, we cannot measure God's grace and his love to both sinner and self-righteous alike, to both proud and those who have completely debased themselves, as it were. God's grace is just so infinite. Isn't it, dear friends? It was meet, verse 32, that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Well, it is my hope and prayer that we will take such words from the Word of God to heart today and the truth of what has been expounded here today we may consider it and examine our own hearts and the Lord grant light by His, His Holy Spirit and His Word to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Amen.